timeline it's home girl so today's podcast episode is going to be about two minute mysteries and after i'm done reading you all three mini mysteries i will reveal the answers for each mystery that i read and also i will give you an instruction too as for getting to maybe write down any clues throughout the stories and all of that. So maybe you'll think it's kind of cool, <laughs> I'm hoping. And yes, I thought this would be a really cool episode to start off the new year. Alright, let's start. The Case of the Phantom Killer. This one gives me the shutters and murdered sheriff Han. The killer operated on a split-second timetable, yet he apparently picked his victim at random. Brentwood Hills is just a two-minute stop on the expressway to Kansas City, continued the sheriff. The killer got off the train and walked into the two-room station. Tim was inside his office with Reverend Archie. The office is separated from the outer room and the waiting room by a swinging door set two feet off the ground. The two men were standing close to it, reading a church pamphlet from where he stood in the waiting room. The killer could see only the trouser, vest, and shoes of the two men, and both were wearing blue trousers and black shoes. Yet, he put all three bullets on the right side of the door, where Tim was. The minister didn't hear a report, which means that the killer either had a silencer or timed the shots with the screams of the locomotive whistle, or both. Tim collapsed, and by the time Reverend Archie had time to alert, the train was pulling out. The killer had to be on it, since there wasn't anybody in sight. He checked with the railroad people. Nobody bought a ticket to Brentwood Hills. Nobody, as far as we could determine, got off or on there. So it comes up this way, concluded the sheriff heavily. The psycho picks a small town, slips off the train unnoticed, kills someone he never saw and somehow slips aboard again, we'll never get him in a million years. Quite wrong, Inspector, disagreed, huh? After, we don't have more than a dozen or so suspects to sift through. What did Hall mean? The next one is... The Case of the Rescue at Sea. Thank heaven you saw me, exclaimed Tom Bond, as he feebly held a basket's battered jaw to Dr. Hall, showered fishing hooks. Hall reached over the side and assisted. The bedraggled yachts men aboard. Bond staggered into the shade of the cabin and sat upon a berth. He removed his cap to wipe the perspiration from his brow, revealing a bald, freckled head. Drink this, said Hall, holding out 
a cup of water. Bomb gulped it, frantically, asked for a second, and then he downed it, told of his ordeal. Ben Page and I were sailing for Bimini, when the storm hit us to sails water and radio winds. In the first five minutes, we barely managed to keep afloat. We drifted five days, lost three days ago. Our fresh water supply gave out. Ben went crazy with the heat and thirst. He started to drink the ocean water. I tried to restrain him. I hit him. He, he struck his head against the starboard rail. He's dead. It's my fault. Paul climbed into Bond's discoverer's yacht. In the middle of the cabin, he found Ben Page laid out on his back, dead. The criminologist studied the bruise on Page's jaw and the one at the base of his skull. Back on the fishing boat, he warned Bond grimly. You're going to have to tell the police a better tale than the one you told me. Why didn't Paul believe Bond? And the last case is called The Case of the Wooden Bridge. Archie Tate, mayor of Hayes, collapsed in Ragoon Stand at the Veterans Day Parade just as the Army Drill Team Road passed. Tate died within an hour of a bullet wound inflicted by a high-powered rifle. Sheriff Hand told the Dr. Hall the next day, who hated Tate enough to kill him, said Hall. Prill Rooney, I took his statement. The sheriff lifted a sheet from his desk and re read Prill's words. I was busting under the trees near the old wooden bridge when an army drill team passed over it. They were a sight to see, stuffy in perfect uniform, rifles shining and buttons glistening in the overhead sun. Pearl said the sheriff freeze he lay near the bridge and didn't walk a half mile into town till night. There wasn't anybody out there to verify the story, but nobody saw him in town either. Why did the drill team cross the bridge on foot? It's too rickety for those heavy army vehicles. So Lieutenant Cord had his men walk across, said the sheriff. They joined the parade behind the high school band around noon. You think Prill knew before him the route the drill team was to take into town and made up an alibi about being there all afternoon, asked Paul. The sheriff nodded. I believe he lied about seeing the soldiers cross the bridge. By then, he had to be hoed up in town, ready to shoot Tate. But, concluded the sheriff, the story about the bridge is so simple, it can't be disapproved. Paul disagreed. Do you? Right, and I'm going to reveal the answers to the first story, and that was the case of the Phantom Killer, so I'm going to go over that one, and then the answers for that one is, Paul knew that the killer in two minutes had to be able to get on and off a train without attracting notice, 
Now the duration of training results in most of feeling well, identifying symptoms merely by glancing at his shoes. He was, therefore, a Pullman porter. So that's the answer for that one. And the next one is the case of the rescue at sea. And let's read that one. So Han knew that Bond's story of hitting Paige had accidentally fallen her while restraining him from drinking ocean water was false. If the supply of fresh water had given out three days ago, as Bond claimed, he would have been dehydrated and therefore could not have wiped the perspiration from his brow. And the last one from the case of the wooden bridge answers are nobody of soldiers ever steps in perfect unison across a rickety old wooden bridge as Pearl claims for fear of setting up vibrations that might collapse the structure. Lieutenant Cord would have ordered a route step at the bridge. And those are the three short two minute mysteries and I hope y'all enjoyed those and got to at least maybe think about clues um, along the way and stuff and so yeah so um, that's it for this episode and I'm really really excited for 2024 and getting to dive into all these creepiness um, stories and just lots of cool stuff so I hope y'all had a great holiday and a happy new year too. And yeah, so also too, if you ever do need a friend to talk to about absolutely anything, you can reach me on my Seven Cups profile in the link description box below. So go check me out there. 